Power Records presents Power Records presents We are in a communication center housed in a cave of ice beneath the surface of a frozen, mist-shrouded planet somewhere in space. Power Records presents You what? Uh, I don't hear anything unusual. A sort of strange, haunting music. It's been coming in on an interstellar frequency, softly intermittent regular interval, as though it were a message, perhaps a call for help. I see robots present. Our records playhouse. It's me again, I see robots, and we are about to set sail on another exciting episode of Power Records Playhouse, where today we are going to take a look at something called Treasure of the Sharks off of the Peter Pan Records LP... The Jaws of the Shark. I would imagine that this guy came out around the same time as Jaws. And even though it is a bit of a Jaws knockoff in some regards, I'm just happy it exists. So, uh, Iceberg, uh, do you have the, do you have it all queued up? We're about ready to go. I have it right here. Are you sure you want to play it though, Duke? It's pretty much all the way lame. You feel me? Yeah, I feel you, but because it's whack is what makes it dope. Do you feel me? I mean, that's the kind of tip we're on with a lot of these, uh, power records, even though a lot of them are dope. So why don't you just, just hit the button, get it started, alright? We gotta, we gotta, we gotta be going. Whatever, dude. It's your show. I'm just an employee, my dude. This is for all my peeps out there on Uranus. Kick it. Treasure of the Sharks. Dear Pete, this was going to be a fun letter, but as you will see, it's just the opposite. We are anchored a few miles off the Bahamas in the Caribbean, where the water is warm and so clear you can see for hundreds of feet. Jen and I have been learning to scuba dive, and we're pretty good. Grandpa has taught us to always dive in pairs, and you can bet we keep an eye out for sharks. Well, we met this local diver, Thomas, who showed us how he went spearfishing without flippers or tanks or anything. He could hold his breath for four minutes. We really liked him, and I guess he liked Jennifer and me too. But what happened, wouldn't have. How about coming aboard, kids? Aren't your aqualungs out of breath yet? Thomas is still at the bottom. How does he do it? He says he's part fish. Hey, Thomas, what'd you catch? Fish for your dinner. It seems a shame. He's so beautiful. That is the rule of the sea. Big fish eat little fish. My brother Joseph calls me back to work. He is the businessman in our family. Look how our little fishing boat rocks with impatience in the water. But tomorrow is a surprise. With your permission, Dr. Popkin. Well, you know how scientists feel about surprises. I know you love discoveries. I invite you to join me in a search for sunken treasure. Say yes, Grandpa. I thought every sunken Spanish galleon had been emptied for a thousand miles around here. That's not a very scientific statement, GP. No diver in the Bahamas will go near this wreck. It is said to be guarded by phantom killer shark. But I am a doubting Thomas. Tomorrow morning, yes? Yes. Yes. Well, we'll follow you there. (laughs) Phantom shark, eh? Thomas climbed into his dory and rode back to his fishing boat. 
Jen and I climbed aboard. We were so excited, we couldn't stand still. How could we know what was going to happen? On deck, sleepyheads, here comes the sun. And I hear Thomas's boat chugging in the distance. I thought you were too excited to sleep. I was counting gold doubloons. I was trying on jewelry. Ahoy, Dr. Popkin. We're ready, Joseph. No need, Dr. Popkin. My brother is dead. Oh, no. I wanted you to know I'm taking his body home. The phantom shark is not a phantom. Wait, Joseph. May I see him? Joseph pulled his boat alongside ours, and Grandpa leaped onto his deck. Joseph lifted a tarpaulin. Jen and I couldn't see anything, and I wasn't sorry. Jen was crying. Joseph, these are most peculiar shark wounds. From a most ferocious shark, Dr. Popkin, my brother was a big child. He left in the dory yesterday afternoon to visit the sunken ship. He wanted to place some treasures aboard so that the children would have something to discover. Should there be nothing else aboard, I found his body in the coral reef this morning. Joseph, will you lead me to the site? Yes, it is on the way to shore. I will bring back many boats. We will kill the shark. Grandpa started the engines on the sea lab, and we followed the little fishing boat. Nobody said a word. Grandpa seemed to be deep in thought. After a while, we saw an empty dory, and just past that, Joseph started to circle, pointing. Deep, deep down, we could see a dark shape, the sunken wreck. There goes Joseph. He can't bear to be here. He didn't even pick up the dory. Let's take a look at it. A little closer. I've got it hooked. Look, Jen, look what's in it. The kind of souvenir treasures they sell on the islands. Poor Thomas. He loved the joke. You mean Thomas got killed for nothing? That he knew there was no treasure down there? The treasure wasn't that important. The thrill of the search was what counted and giving you that thrill. There, my wetsuit is on. Hand me those packets, please, John. This is shark repellent, isn't it, Grandpa? Yes, but I'm sure Thomas wasn't killed by a shark. Then what happened? What do you mean? Well, I'll explain later, after I look around. Now, you two keep a sharp eye for boats. If you see any, drop this yellow dye in the water. Got it? Grandpa reached for a spear gun. I handed it to him. It felt awfully heavy. Then he went over the side. We could see him swimming toward the wreck. John, this is scary. I don't think GP should be down there alone. He taught us to dive in pairs, didn't he? I'm going to get into my gear and follow him. No, Jen, stay here. I think we should be ready to dive if he needs help. But we can see more from up here. Do you see any boats on the horizon? Suddenly, a seaplane was over us. It was the last thing in the world we expected. Everything seemed to go in slow motion. I looked up and right into a pair of evil black eyes. He must have been a hundred feet over us, but it felt like his eyes were right in front of me. I felt frozen on the spot. They're shooting at us! Dive, Jen! We hit the water together. You could hear funny clunking sounds. They were still shooting at us. We went deep, and Jen released the yellow dye Grandpa gave her. I guess they couldn't see us from the plane because the shooting stopped. Then Grandpa came swimming toward us below the yellow dye. I tried to tell him what was happening by using sign language. It was like playing charades. I spread my arms like wings. I pointed my finger and made shooting movements. Suddenly, Grandpa understood me, and he signaled us to follow him. We swam toward the sunken wreck. We reached the wreck, and he motioned us to hold on to the planking of the hull. 
The old wooden sailing ship lying on its side was half buried in the sand. What fun it would have been to explore it with Thomas. It would have seemed like a real adventure. Suddenly, I realized that we were having a really real adventure right now that I couldn't understand at all. What was happening? What would we do next? I didn't have to wonder long. Two divers in black, shiny wetsuits were swimming toward us, fast. Grandpa signaled us to get behind the hull, but I didn't move fast enough. One diver pointed a spear gun at us. Grandpa grabbed me and the spear smashed into the planking over my head. The other man carried a long knife. They closed in on us now, like sharks. I couldn't believe how scared I felt. My arms and legs felt paralyzed. Suddenly, a thick, inky cloud was spreading in front of me, blocking the divers from view. And I felt Grandpa tugging at my arm, pulling me upward toward the surface. He had released his packet of shark repellent. The three of us popped to the surface, and I couldn't wait to push back my mask. Grandpa, who are they, and what do they want? They're Thomas's killers. Why? Why did they kill him? For the same reason they want to kill us. They're guarding a secret in that old wreck. You two swim for the boat. They'll be coming through that repellent any second now, and I'll try to hold them off with my spear gun. Our boat seemed a long way off. The seaplane was floating not far from it. I squinted my eyes. Something was moving along the surface of the water between the boat and the plane, coming toward us. Jen saw it too. GP, a fin, a big one. We can't get back to the boat now. Swim away from me. I can see the men now, and they see us. I never expected to test this spear gun like this. But I couldn't swim. Everything was so still. It didn't seem real. All I could hear were some seagulls overhead as I silently watched the men approaching underwater and the huge fin behind them moving with unbelievable speed. Then the fin went down, and through the thinning cloud of repellent, a huge shape came up behind the man with the knife. The horrible mouth grabbed him at the waist and shook him like a toy. It couldn't be real. Not a sound could be heard down there while the shark cut a man right in half. The other man whirled to aim his spear gun. The shark's tail caught him right in the face and sent him spinning to the surface. I felt sick. I told you kids to swim. Whatever happens to me, swim. Grandpa dove and aimed his spear gun. A funny-shaped dart went straight into the giant shark, and a bright flash circled him, and he seemed to stiffen. Then he sort of rolled over. It just seemed too easy. Grandpa came up grinning. That was an experimental electric dart, and wait till I send in my report on that. Is the shark dead? Well, he's at least unconscious, and that's good enough. Joseph and his friends will have no trouble rounding up all these phantom sharks, or whatever's left of them. Now, will you swim back to the boat as your captain has ordered you several times? Not until we hear the secret they were guarding. They were dope smugglers. This old wreck was their secret warehouse, guarded by the story of the phantom shark. The hull is filled with waterproof sacks of narcotics. Now, will you? It was exciting, Pete, but very sad. Hope you're getting better every day. Your pal, John. P.S. Jennifer sends her love. I do not. Tell him I send my best regards. Whoa, wow, Iceberg. You were right. 
that was, uh, I don't want to say it was bad because I don't want to disrespect somebody else's art or whatever, but, uh, that wasn't the best, uh, Power Records or, uh, Peter Pan Records production I've, I've ever heard. I will say that at the, uh, very least. Yeah, dude. I told you, I gave it a spin earlier when those and Dorian chicks were here and blub. They hated it too. They just about made my head spin they left so fast. So hold on. Like, first of all, you had chicks here on the station and you didn't even let me know. And second of all, why'd you have some uh, ladies up here and put on like a Peter Pan record? That's pretty weird too, dude. I don't know what you thought was going to happen after that. I know what I'm doing, man. I thought that it would scare them and that you know. I'd have to provide some safety for the ladies. You dig that, daddy? It should have worked, but that vinyl was crazy mad stupid, dude. Uh, that record wasn't great, but it was fun. Um, the voice of the native dude who was talking about how his brother died or whatever, that was great. Great stuff, just some some awesome voice acting those guys man they really had it going on what are you some kind of hipster who can only enjoy things in an ironic way or something you sound like a total mark man why don't you go and grow a handlebar mustache or a neck beard why you are at it iceberg you take everything too far it's not my fault that my beard grows best on my neck i can't help it I'm just, I'm trying to grow a, a normal beard, and it, I don't know, it just grows best there. Don't even, don't even just, uh, I'm out of here. I, I, I don't know, man, I'm out of here. Come on back, dude. I was only playing. Don't be so lame. Well, I don't think he's coming back, so I guess this is it. For everyone here on the Callisto station, this is Iceberg 13 signing off. Power Records Playhouse. We are out. End transmission. This has been an IC Robots Radio production.